The cycle continues after some uh, years of big deficits. Alberta's back into a situation where we are running surpluses. It's unclear how long this is going to last, this current cycle. Uh, and, and as such, I think it's incumbent on government to, to try to find a balance here, to recognize that these surpluses aren't going to last forever, but to responsibly manage them in a way where the benefits can be not just short term. So what does that look like? The Business Council of Alberta today, out with a new report, recommending three priorities, or big rocks as they're calling them. And no, not the beer. I mean, that would be fun to, to spend billions on big rock, but different big rocks here. Uh, three recommendations for Alberta's expected surpluses that balance short-term need with longer-term sustainability. Uh, joining us on the line to talk more about it is uh, Mike Holden, Chief Economist with the Business Council of Alberta. Mike, good to have you with us here this morning. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, like I say, I mean, we've kind of been through this before, maybe multiple times even in Alberta. Uh, do, do we have some lessons we can draw upon in terms of what to do or, or not to do here? Oh, absolutely. And this is why we did this work. It's because, you know, this is the kind of thing that we see. We've seen this in Alberta, you know, many, many times. We get this huge, these huge boom-bust cycles in oil prices. And what often ends up happening is that we... Sub- um, and then we fool ourselves into thinking that it's going to last forever and or it's going to last a lot longer than it does. And then commodity prices do what they do. They fall back down again. And uh, and then we're left in a situation where we haven't um, maybe um, saved or, or been prudent with that um, that windfall money. And so what we want to do here is make sure that we see that uh, that this time, at least, we can we can spend that money or, or use it properly and, and set us up for long term fiscal success. So where do we begin? What's what's the top priority here, as you see it? Well, there's two. We see there there are three priorities. You said like there are three big rocks, and so we think that those are investment, debt, and and strategy. And so what we mean by those is that we have we want some investment in the heritage fund. We want to see debt reduction, and we want to see some money set aside for some sort of strategic spending to help. Prom- growth and prosperity for the province. We think most of that money right now, given the current economic situation, should go towards a debt reduction. But we do want to see some progress made in all three of those areas. Right. So, uh, so to build up the Heritage Fund, now there, there was supposed to be some allocation uh, to the Heritage Fund. I think that's been maybe shelled for now, but uh, we are still paying down some some debt. It, but it's it's not just about choosing one over the other. Is this about trying to, to address all of these needs simultaneously? Yeah, no, I think what it's about is, I mean, whether you invest money in the Heritage Fund or use it to pay down debt, you're you're creating the same kind of a benefit. Because if you pay down debt, then the government is no longer paying interest on that debt. And so right now they pay about $2.7 billion a year, which is a pretty big chunk of change. And um, But alternatively, if you invest it and you get an income stream that comes out of it. And one of the reasons why we're prioritizing debt reduction now is because we're seeing interest rates rise, which means that um, means the government's um, debt servicing costs are also going to rise, and we're also you know there are widespread expectations of an economic slowdown next year, which means that any money that you invest may not earn quite as much as uh, as, as it would have before. So that's why we're prioritizing debt reduction. But at the same time, I think it's we've lamented for years and years that we should have invested more in the heritage fund, and I think that. Or, you know, we recommend uh, $1 billion from the surplus um, this year and next year to go towards the Heritage Fund. Partly it just is a way to signal that, you know, this is an important thing that we do need to start doing. We're going to prioritize debt reduction in the, um, in, in the current economic context. But, you know, in a couple of years, let's revisit that. And we may decide at that point that it makes more sense to start saving more of that money instead. 
We also talk about a, a separate fund for strategic priorities and projects. Would this be similar to the sustainability fund that we previously had, or is this something different? It's something that is about, um, it, it's setting, we're recommending setting aside a small amount of money to, because Alberta, because of our, our resource revenues and our windfalls, we're in a better position than almost any other place in North America to adapt to the changing world around us. So whether that's um, our artificial intelligence and digitization, whether that's, um, you know, the need to, to, to feed, um, to feed uh, the world, whether that's low-carbon energy. There are a whole bunch of opportunities that we're well-positioned to succeed at. And we're not suggesting that the government take this money and spend it and try to pick winners and losers, mm-hmm. but we think that there's an opportunity for them to set some of it aside and then, you know, it doesn't run a rush to spend it. We can just take that money, set it aside, and decide how, what the best way to allocate it is in a way that gives us an advantage and sets us up for success, um, you know, years and decades down the road. You know, and it, it's hard to know. I mean, whether we have one or two years of of large surpluses, maybe it ends up being a little bit longer. It, does any of this hinge on that? Like, are, are these three priorities, are these three rocks still there if we're running, you know, five, six years of, of surpluses? Um, they would. Uh, we're suggesting that they should. We should relook at this after two years. And I think that the important part is that we need to treat it as if it's temporary. Yeah. I mean, if it right. turns out not to be temporary, that's fantastic. Suddenly we have um, a lot more, even more opportunities to, to do great things. But if we act responsibly now, treat this windfall for being exactly what it is, just a windfall, um, then we can, um, you know, make sure that we, we use that appropriately now. And so down the road, if that happens, you know, that's fantastic. I can, you know, if we get to a net, a, a net debt being eliminated situation like we had in the early, in the early mid uh, 2000s, that's great. Then we can invest more of it. We can find ways to increase um, operational spending in other areas. But the, the, the trap we don't want to get into is assuming that this money is going to be permanent and therefore we can afford to spend a whole lot more on things that, uh, that require that that will keep on that will keep going on forever. So you know, operational spending that carries on in perpetuity, you can't you can't fund that off of a windfall. Yeah, that's a challenge. And I mean, yeah, there are pressures now. I mean, healthcare is one example where there's there's some pressure. But once you add to that budget, once you bake in some new operational spending, you're kind of locked into that. Then in, in the years ahead. Oh yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And you know, it, it's and there are very legitimate reasons to to want more and to. Uh, and to to look at the healthcare system in Alberta and to invest more in education. I mean, those are those are high priorities, and they should be. But we can't fund those off of a windfall. And I think that's that's the important point point that we want to make with this. Much more at uh, businesscouncilab.com, the website for the Business Council of Alberta. Mike Holden, thanks for joining us here this morning. Appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.